You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business, once again back in business. And tonight we are talking about a man who is believed to be the consensus 101 in any format, and that is rookie running back prospect B. John Robinson. So before we get into it, I would like to introduce my faithful co-host. We got Nate Christian, Phil Porkman Simmons, and Chevin Nooney. Sorry, I almost called you something else, Chev. Words are hard today. I called you Christian. Kevin Nooney, Christian, whatever you got for me, Mike, I got you. We also have a fifth host. We have the Ravens Lamp making a comeback right behind Nate's shoulder there. Beautiful. Let's go. If you are listening on audio, make sure you head on over to YouTube so you can see the lamp in its infinite glory. Hit subscribe while you are there. And then I need you to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Tell us that we are so great that you would leave six stars if you could. Tell them to make a six-star just for us. Don't do as dirty like NASA did Pluto dirty. But let's get into it. Amanda will be doing defenses dirty in the NFL very, very soon. He will be 21 by the time of the draft. Texas running back Bijan Robinson. So again, he is predicted to be the consensus 101. We're going to tell you if that's accurate or not. If it is not, some people say not. I don't. So, um, what we're looking at here again, he will be 21 at the time of the NFL draft, and he is listed at six foot, 222 pounds per texassports.com. He was a five star recruit, had offers from Alabama, Oklahoma, and Arizona before signing and playing with the Texas Longhorns, excuse me, throughout the course of his career. A man that should have made Roshan Johnson transfer. I don't know why he didn't, uh, but he decided to stay. So, that is it. So, Let's look at his production. So um, in his freshman season, 86 carries, 703 yards, four touchdowns. Sophomore season, 195 carries, 1,127 yards, and 11 touchdowns. And then last year as a junior, 258 carries, 1,580 yards, and 18 touchdowns. And over the course of his career, 60 catches, 805 yards, and eight touchdowns through the year. So we are talking about a true workhorse a unicorn because workhorses are hard to find in the NFL anymore. Mm-hmm. Most teams going to a running back by committee. This could be a guy that bucks the trend for the time being. So also let's talk about injury history. 2020 he had a back strain in September. He missed one game and uh, he missed some more games later on in the season. We were unable to find any injury history on that. 2021 next strain, November missed zero games. 2021 he dislocated his elbow the following week he missed the rest of the season which was two games in 2022 he nursed his shoulder injury earlier on but he missed no games so played injured still put up numbers like that that's the type of guy that Bijan robinson is mm-hmm. like I said prototypical bell cow let's get into some strengths shall we and i'll start off physicality i mean this is a guy that imposes his will on defenses he can do a little bit of everything good lateral agility as well but he just knocks people right over, drags people. Legs always keep pumping. That's one of the things that I've always talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the strengths that I have for Bijan Robinson. We could probably all agree with that. But Nate, you have something different listed. What did you have? Yeah. So one of the strengths I wanted to hit on for Bijan is I feel like a lot of people are not giving him his flowers, so to say, 
with his just running ability. You know, um, you know, we look at his, you know, profile and he really checks a lot of boxes. And because of that, I don't think we talk enough about how good of a runner he is. And I think a lot of that comes from not only his vision, but his patience behind the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times the Texas offensive line this year was really young. They were starting some true freshmen. Um, so highly recruited true freshmen, but a young line. And we know that maybe of any position group, the offensive line really requires experience because you know, have to deal with you know different stunts, different blitzes, and just knowing where your, your teammates are, you know? Mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson was able to win the defenders got in the backfield or met the offensive line and they couldn't get that push. Bijan knew that, you know, he couldn't take it up the middle. He bounced it a little bit outside, not going out to the sideline, but no, he'll go out to the tackle. If that's not there, he'll go outside the tackle. Mm-hmm. And then he makes those reads throughout the, the play, you know, in, in one second, two seconds, he's making those reads of, are my blocks developing? Are they not? He seems to really do a great job of reading where his offensive line is, where the holes that are meant to be opening up, are they opening up? And if not, he always has an exit plan. Mm-hmm. This isn't a guy that, you know, is going to get stuck. He's going to free, you know, hesitate and freeze up and then get stuck in the backfield. No, Bijan, you know, I love what he did um, against Alabama. There was a couple times where he's just, you know, Alabama is one of the best defenses. Uh, you know, they had some struggles this year, but you, we know they have talent on their team. Yep. And Bijan would be at the line of scrimmage. And if it wasn't there, he does a couple stutter steps. He does a, does a couple jump cuts to find his way open. And then he takes up off the field, you know? So I love Bijan's patience. I think it's underrated uh, because of he, he's just so good at so many different things. Chev, what did you have? What was one of his strengths for you? Yeah, and I agree with Nate. I mean, I feel like he can win in every aspect of the game. It doesn't have to be just physical. I think his contact balance is great, though. Uh, this guy, I mean, he's hard to get down. Stiff arms, he's got the moves. The contact balance is great. It seems like people just bounce off this dude when they're trying to tackle him. And we all know the more yards you gain, the more fancy points you get. And we're always looking for somebody that has that yak yards and even in the passing game, it's great to see what he can do with the football. I really love that he's just able to bounce off these guys. He's 222 pounds, I think we saw. And that, that's perfect for a running back in the NFL. And with his agility, like mm-hmm. that makes him really, really dangerous, especially in the red zone. I, I He keeps his feet moving once he gets in contact. And he's a, he's a special player with the contact balance. I think that's one of his best attributes. And and it's crazy because he has plenty of best attributes uh, we're seeing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I still see these guys, even at the college and the NFL level, they try these weak little arm tackles, like stuff like that. That's not going to slow down a guy like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to square him up real good. But the way he even can take really good shots and just mm-hmm. go right through it is just amazing to me. Yeah. Um, all right. And Pork, what do you have for his strength? Oh. I think the one thing that um, nobody really is talking about, Chev brought up for a little bit, was his pass catching. Um, I popped on a couple of All-22 films, and I saw him lined up in the slot a couple times, and he's actually ran a couple really good routes uh, to be surprising. Um, There was a couple passes by the quarterback that were just off target. Uh, Made a couple diving catches, which I was really surprised by. He actually made – he made kind of some contorting catches – like running a, a corner route to to the sideline. And he looked like actually a, a, a good wide receiver out there. So I think that's something that we need to um, to just reiterate again. Like this guy can be a three down back. 
which kind of, you know, kind of goes into one of my weaknesses that I'll talk to when I get to my point that I think that's something that he's going to have to work on to become a full workhorse three down back. But from the pass catching perspective, uh, I think he can go anywhere in the league and, and, and catch the ball and, and play really well in that aspect. I do have one thing I want to say before we move on, but there was a play where they moved the running back Bijan to the slot. And we see that in the NFL, once they get moved to the slot or moved outside, they're running like a five yard hitch. No, this dude runs a post to the middle of the field, I believe against UTSA. And I mean, makes an incredible play on the ball. I mean, he gets hit right when he catches it. The hands are incredible too, man. Like, like Porkman said, he's, he's good in the passing game. Really good. Chev, I'd stop you right there because people say, well, it was against UTSA. They were losing to UTSA, by the way, people. So if that's a problem, (laughs) you need to go check yourself. No, I I know. And look, the fact (laughs) is you're still doing it against collegiate competition. But, Pork, why don't we just go right off what you were talking about? We'll roll right into weaknesses for you, and you could touch on what you thought. So there was some pass pro uh, issues that I've seen. I saw he throw a little chips in there. He hit uh, Will Anderson with a real good chip in the Alabama game. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a couple times when he's in the backfield and he has to make a decision. He seems a little undecided at times. Um, And then when there's times where he knows what spot he needs to be, um, sometimes he has a lack of a base to to, to, uh, get the good block in so, so his quarterback doesn't get killed. Um, so that's one thing, you know, we always talk about that because it's fancy purposes. If you're getting your quarterback killed, you're not going to be there on third down. Um, mm-hmm. But again, B. John Robinson is a, a borderline generational talent if he is a generational talent. So I think that's something that he can improve on at the next level. We've, we've seen a lot of guys um, improve on pass pro from college to the NFL. So the majority of the time, that stuff isn't really taught um, mm-hmm. to that to the point where it needs to be. But it's kind of hard to try to find a weakness for this guy because he yeah. he he really doesn't have that many holes. So yeah. I'm just kind of nitpicking, but this was one that you know just a, a point of improvement that that needs to be fixed at this time. Yeah, um, I do agree with the the pass pro, but he'll he'll get better at it. I'm not worried about yeah. that at all. He's not going to lose snaps because of it. He might in the beginning, week one, week two, but in the long term, it's not an issue at all. Chef, what, what do you have as a weakness? Hard to yeah. find one. Yeah, into that. I mean, six foot, two hundred twenty-two pounds. Like we already stated, like he's gonna be just fine in pass pro, folks. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna be getting his butt kicked in the NFL. I don't see that happening. For me, sometimes I think his he has great vision. Sometimes he can try to have too much vision on a play and dance a little bit. But I, finishing the runs, he does great at just being physical in those moments, getting as much yards as he can. I just want to see that maybe a little tiny bit more because we already see it so much. But the, the guy falls forward every single play almost, unless mm-hmm. he gets the freshman lineman that gets smacked around and he's in the backfield. Like, the guy lands forward, and I can't make any bad comments about him not being physical enough because we see it plenty of times where he is physical. I just think sometimes he gets a little too patient, and that can cause some problems sometimes. But that is like minimal, boys and girls. Like, don't let that stop you from this guy, seriously. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, I, I do agree with that. And for me, it's his long speed. Definitely not elite long speed. Like not mm-hmm. not like what a Jameer Gibbs has speed wise yeah. by any means. Or even a Zach Evans has elite long speed, in my opinion. But he compensates for that in other areas. In the open field, he could still make some moves to get around guys or knock guys over. So 
the long speed's not an issue. Again, we're really grasping at at straws here, trying to find weaknesses on Bijan Robinson. And, you know, long speed in the NFL, it's not that big a deal. It's great to have, but you're playing in a much tighter box. Defenses are faster as long as you're physical enough, which he is to overcome it. I don't see it as being a long-term issue. Nate, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I think the the biggest weakness for Bijan is what you just said, is is his long speed. And, you know, it is a nitpicky thing because Mm -hmm. for running backs – 99% 99% of the time that long speed, you know, after 40 yards doesn't really matter. Um, and it's not like he's a slow guy after 40 yards. He just doesn't have that elite top level speed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one thing I think that we need to keep in mind with Bijan is, you know, how's he going to look once he gets to the NFL? You know, we're all really confident with him and I think he's going to transition just well, but landing spot always has a big impact. Yeah. And, you know, I think Bijan's pretty landing spot proof, but when he gets to the NFL, you know, I don't think this is going to change him off your one-on-one at all, mm-hmm. but set your expectations based on the team that he's going to be playing for. How is their offensive line? You can be a really good running back, but if your offensive line isn't there, it's going to be a struggle at first. You know, he can make up for it luckily in fantasy football because of his receiving ability yep. and the fact that he, you know, breaks tackles for breakfast. But, you know, I, I, I don't want you to, you know, expect <laughs> – Bijan Robinson to, you know, put up 400 fantasy points this rookie year. I don't want us to create that expectation where mm-hmm. he's going to step in week one, have 200 yards total and three touchdowns. You know, the NFL is hard and you can be a guy like Bijan and you can still struggle for your first couple of games in the NFL. We saw Jonathan Taylor. He didn't really hit his stride until midway yeah. towards the end of his rookie year. So one thing I want to say with Bijan, it's not really a weakness for him, but maybe a weakness for us and our expectations is that if Bijan does not hit right away and right away for the community of fantasy football is week one, if not preseason, we don't need to worry. We don't need to worry because we know that Bijan has the talent. If the situation isn't right there right away, or if he just needs to work on, you know, not overthinking the line scrimmage, because that's mm-hmm. the problem with Jonathan Taylor was. Let's keep those things in mind. If we see Bijan struggle at any point early on, pinpoint the reason why, because I bet you it's a coachable reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And when, when we get to the point where we talk about the combine, don't expect Bijan to run like a 4 3, high 4 4. Like, cause some people they'll look at that forty time and they'll be like, "Well, he didn't run a, a four four. He's not the one on one no more. He's no Sean Tucker's going to run a four three. Gibbs probably going to run a four three. He that's not going to supplant them. So don't get overly hype on that on that type of number. Look at that twenty yard split. See what he does there. Because that's probably where he'll excel. Sean Tucker, Gibbs, and all them other guys are going to have them higher numbers in that aspect. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Le'Veon Bell, where he ran a 4-6. You know, we've seen players do really well, running backs especially. You know, mm-hmm. not that Bijan's going to run a 4-6. I, I expect yeah. him to probably run a 4-4-8 uh, a four, 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 or yeah. something like that. Yeah, around a 4-5. But the burst is there. It's just, you know, after that first 20 yards, he, he kind of does tail off a little bit. Yeah. So, Nate, let's look at uh, some analytics, an analytic overview here. What are – you know, what are you, uh, does any of this support what we see on the film? What do you have for us here? Yeah. So, you know, I brought up just a couple of things with Bijan because really, you know, a lot of what we see with Bijan is the film. And, you know, Mike, you mentioned this on your scouting report. Bijan probably would have had a lot better production and he already had really good production if Texas was a better team. Texas is not the program that we all grew up with. And they might get there in the next couple of years. They're, they're on their, that track. But yeah. over the past couple of years, Texas has not been Texas. 
over the past decade. So, you know, that team has not been running as smoothly as possible, but still we do see the numbers with Bijan, you know, going off of some things from playerprofiler.com, you know, kind of the big three that they use for running backs, um, a dominator rating of 38, 36.8%, which is 86th percentile. So, you know, he's in that top 14% of running backs to come out of college who have dominated their backfield and dominator rating is yards. It is touchdowns. It's a mixture of the two and how much of that production of the team did Bijan create? Bijan created just about 40% of the running back yards, the running yards and the touchdowns of that team. Bijan was a huge part of that offense, as you can see. Also, yards per carry. Bijan was 6.1 career yards per carry, which is 76 percentile. I know I would expect that number to have been higher, maybe 6.5 or so, if, if Texas was a bit better of a team. And then a 10% target share, which doesn't sound like a lot, but out of the running back position in college football, where you don't see a ton of guys catching the football out of the backfield consistently, that's still 77th percentile. means he's still in that top quarter of running backs coming out of college. Those are some numbers that you know help us look at how he really took over that team's offense, and he can continue to do that into the NFL. And then I do want to mention a couple stats over from our friend, Um, They have some great tools over there. And with those tools, you know, I was looking at yards per team play. Another thing just to show us how much Texas relied on Bijan when he was, you know, in the games, when he was healthy. And with 1.73 yards per team play, I mean, say you give him the ball on half of the team plays, that means he's creating over three yards per, per touch. And when you have a guy that you can rely on to give the ball so often and create yards, you know, that is 21st out of three, almost 4,000 running backs that campus can has over the past two decades or so. Um, So, you know, a a top guy that just really continue to put up numbers for his team. And then one more stat for you guys, uh, 0.73 reception yards per team pass attempt. Another, you know, way to show what was his, uh, what was his contribution to the team? in the receiving game. And with that, he was 54th out of that, you know, nearly 4,000 that I mentioned Uh, almost one reception yard per team pass attempt. You know, that in college football, uh, they're they're passing the ball down the field. Texas also Xavier worthy, who is going to be, you know, possibly one of the top wide receivers in next year's draft. He's a huge down the field threat. So it's not like Texas was thrown to a bunch of Jags out there. This team did like to pass the ball, but Bijan was a huge part of that passing game. All right. Love it. Love the analytical outlook there. So let's look at a realistic NFL and fantasy outlook. So he is currently projected in the mid first round of the NFL draft per NFL mock draft database.com. Love that website. It's pretty cool. Um, Yeah. I just, I agree with that to be honest with you. And you know, he could go to a bad team. There's a possibility that he has a Saquon Barkley esque start to his career where it's just not what we want it to be for a while. Hopefully, he doesn't have the injuries that Saquon had. But I personally am comfortable drafting him at the 1-1. Um, obviously, right now, that's right now in January. Things could change after the draft. I anticipate he's going to be fine. And within a year or two, he should be a, an RB1. It could happen in his first season, too. But I have no problems drafting him early. I think he's going to be fantastic in both the NFL and in fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, we are so quick to devalue the running back position just because the NFL has done it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we kind of overreacted to that. And not that that's coming to a fantasy football a lot because we obviously value running backs in fantasy football. But I think we kind of downplayed the talent of B. John Robinson because of how the NFL now values running backs. You know, 
it's like, oh, well, he's obviously not Saquon. Saquon was a top five pick. Or, hey, look at these other running backs that have come out and been top five, top ten picks. Oh, well, the NFL is just not there right now. Yeah. If, if, if Bijan Robinson was coming out in 2014, he'd probably be a top five pick. I mean, on most people's big boards, Bijan's a top five player, at yeah. least top ten. You know, the talent is there. Unfortunately, in the NFL, the running back position is a bit less valuable than some of the other positions. But the talent is there, and I think that really just establishes him as the 101 in our rookie drafts because if we're only a few years removed from Bijan being a top five, top ten pick, you know, the talent's still there, even if the positional value is not there in real life. Yeah. The talent's there for you to pick him up at the 101 in any format. Yeah. Can you agree with that? I think, too, like the age of running backs right now, like there's a lot of guys that are going to be – fading away like nick chubb 27 years old mm-hmm. not going to be in your top five running backs uh austin eckler great seasons going to be 28 years old i believe it's going to be hard to put him in there Bijan like comes in and it's probably a top five running back in dynasty maybe even top three depending on how people view him and you'll have to pay for him to get that too but yeah i agree with nate what he's saying man like he's going to come in and he should be just fine. He's going to be a big dynasty asset for people trying to get him. Like, when, if he's on your team, like, you know what you're really getting. You're getting a generational talent like the Saquon or Ezekiel, Ezekiel. Elliott. Yeah. Like, Ezekiel. that's what you're getting. And uh, can you imagine if he got, like, the Najee Harris workload? Like, good Lord. <laughs> like, that'd be great. It's not probably going to happen, but a boy can dream. Could. And it, it could. That'd be great. It could. You know, if he gets drafted by like the Texans, people say that they hate it. But if he goes to the Texans, the Texans take a quarterback in the second round. They develop and build a young team together. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I have no problem. With him. He goes to Miami. Wouldn't you like to see him in a Mike McDaniel's offense? Would be I nice. Would, but you know, I just I, even if they've spent a first round pick on him, which they don't even have a first round pick, but I just don't trust anyone from the Shanahan tree to give a workload <laughs> to a running back, man. Yeah. Well, that's because they all get injured, so they can't. It's true. That's so, a fair point. You said for that. Yeah. So that's it. It's B. John Robinson, ladies and gentlemen. Your consensus 101 seemingly right now in the uh, rookie offseason, which we're going to be bringing you guys a lot more fantastic rookie content throughout this offseason here. And if you want even more stuff that you're not going to hear on this channel, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com forward slash dinosaur rewind. Three bonus pods a week for right now until the end of the season. Then Dan's podcast ends because it's a DFS podcast. Nothing to, no football stuff to do DFS with in the offseason. <laughs> I mean, maybe Dan knows. I don't know. But you still got two coming every week. We got stuff uploading almost every day right now. In the morning, we got videos uploading, Patreon exclusive. We got a Discord that is always going off, much to the chagrin of my wife. But come check us out. We're going to have way more rookies covered there than we will anywhere else. So until then, let's get the music going. I just want to talk about the aforementioned DFS Nets Best Ball Pick'ems and Rivals. Use the promo code Rewind on Underdog Fantasy. Get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. If you're headed to a game, go to SeatGeek.com and use promo code Dynasty Rewind to get $20 off your first ticket purchase. You have that first stadium beverage on us. And again, talking about our Patreon, 10% discount for yearly memberships. We got three different tiers. Please. Just come have a look around. If you have any questions, you can go ahead and DM Sean at Sean Fournier. I don't really know what his 
Twitter handle is. But until next time, everybody, for Chev, Pork, and Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for watching and listening.